Welcome back to Deeper Conversations. My name is Mason West. This is a podcast about devotion and community and simply living in Christ together. And today, I got Hunter and Isaiah back on the pod with me just to hang out and talk. How are you guys doing today? I'm on the pod. I'm feeling good, man. Doing <laughs> fantastic. Remember three fingers from the mic, Isaiah. What are you doing? No, um, <laughs> no we, we were having some good laughs and talks before we came in here. and It's just been some good energy going into this day, going into this week here at BU, just have a lot of things ahead of us and we've been you know having a good few weeks wouldn't you guys say we've been talking through in our elevate services and and we've had great chapel services as well but specifically through our elevate sunday night services that we do here at bu for college students we've been going on this journey about the heart and this idea of examining our hearts the enemies that come against our hearts from being after the heart of god and just been thinking a lot about about that you guys have been feeling good about that series felt yeah. pretty good yeah i think it's been great i know anna started us off with self-gratification and myself i uh i kind of took us into egoism and then i'm excited to see where it goes talk talk more about that because i really enjoyed your message on this thought of egoism in our society and generation today and how i feel like that does put a strain and, and holds us back from being after the heart of god i think it can put a mm-hmm. a big halt on our next step in our relationship with god yeah so ego uh you know in the Bible, it doesn't reference the word ego specifically, but it does talk about everything to do with ego, mm-hmm. all of the, the different aspects and, and even um, maybe like the importance of not having an inflated ego. Right. And, you know, by definition, ego is a person's sense of self-esteem or self-importance. Mm-hmm. And that kind of leads into words such as like self-worth, self-respect, self-conceit, which is just pride, self-image, and then self-confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, so normally, you know, as a, as a culture, especially in our time right now with social media and things, we all have such a big, I like just sense of self-worth, mm. right? How do we inflate ourselves to right. have cool things, to be a part of awesome, you know, events, things like that, when really we shouldn't be focused on ourselves and our ego as much as, you know, how do we represent Christ and mm. what he meant to the world and, you know, the things that he done for us. That's good. Uh, and it's so countercultural. Right. I mean, it's it, we live in a context today where it's all about promoting, you know, yourself and, and, and what you're involved with, what you're what you're doing. And it's the, it is this ego driven thing, egocentric thing. But we're, you know, what we need to be reminded of constantly in our communities of faith and in our and in, in the things that we're involved with is how how Christ centric we're called to be in, in everything that mm-hmm. we do. And, and a lot of ego, I think, gets in the way. Of, of authentic ministry, especially in this season of life where, you know, we've, you know, me, I've went through the college thing, but as we're in this college thing, like we think that, oh, this is a stage in which we find ourselves and we do, like we find a lot of, of about who we are and, and about what we represent and what we truly believe. But a lot of times we can put that discovery, um, 
and, and put it on a pedestal and, and say like, this is any, this is my Enneagram. This is my strength finders. And like, we put these things in front of the truth of scripture where it's like, this is what we really need to be centered on. And I've, I've encountered that a lot through, through college students today. It's like this, it's more, it is more of an egocentric thing than it is more of a Christ centric thing. Even with, within our Christian circles of our Christian institutions, it's just sometimes how, things manifest in our, in our day and time because of what's being promoted through society. But yeah, I think that's so important. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been good to take this look in though. I yeah. mean, it helps us, it helps us really center ourselves on what really matters. Yeah. One of the examples I used when I spoke was talking about what turned Lucifer into Satan mm-hmm. and it was his pride, his arrogance, his, mm-hmm. his ego. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he wanted worship to come to him instead of it coming through him mm-hmm. to glorify God. And I think a lot of us, you know, in our culture, we definitely struggle with, you know, we want that attention on ourselves because it mm. gives us a sense of self-worth. Mm. Yeah, and what were the, that list of things? I thought that was really cool. You said self-worth. Uh, yeah, so it's a bunch of self-words. Yeah. Uh, let me find it real quick. Um, so self-worth, self-respect, self-conceit, which is just pride, mm-hmm. self-image, and then self-confidence. Which is interesting because that's literally everything we see mm-hmm. promoted to mm-hmm. our generation. I think. Yeah, and, and the thing with all of those that are in common is just self. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just pointing the finger back at yourself. And, like, mm-hmm. it's my confidence that gets me through these things that I'm going through, or it's my self-worth that what makes me important to other people, mm-hmm. when really it's our relationship with God that matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like that. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's like people on TikTok and Instagram are like, I'm him. Like, no, yeah. you're not him. Yeah. God yeah. is him. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Exactly. But, um, yeah, I mean, even I'm today. I'm Rwanda, and I'm going to Tennessee today. <laughs> 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 yeah. That's what, like, I'm him. No. Yeah. But you, even, like, with social media and stuff today, we're always trying to be the top dog. Yeah, like, for sure. Like, I don't know how many people mm-hmm. I see just scrolling through my feeds, like, wake up at 4 a.m., mm-hmm. slam coffee, mm-hmm. study. Uh, stocks for eight hours nonstop. Gym for twenty eight hours nonstop, and it's uh-huh. like, do better. Yeah. You suck. In reality, they're not even doing any of that. Yeah, exactly. But they're good at taking pictures. You yeah, know? and yeah. then like you'll look at That's like true. I'm big into like gym culture and stuff, but like you'll see half of the people in the gym culture that are like social media influencers. They uh, they're depressed. Yeah, because they sure. think that they're all that when they're not putting themselves into God. And mm-hmm. I mean, they're looking for fulfillment in a in an iron bar and weights, but when in reality, God's the only way to mm-hmm. fulfill them. So, That's so yeah, good. and I think you can even say just beyond gym, like yeah, in that culture it does. But I mean, if you you could even say that you know, like pornography, mm-hmm. people use it as a sense to or in a way to get a sense of fulfillment. Oh yeah, you know, I mean, and there's there's take many that a different step aspects. Further with OnlyFans, I mean, that mm-hmm. that is a crazy phenomenon in our generation and the culture around us. Like, people have taken a step from not only like. It's literally modern day prostitution through media. That's what I was about. Yes, like, say. It's, it was like, it, I mean, you're. It's like people selling themselves because that's their view of their own self worth. Mm-hmm. And and again, it comes back to this i this wrong misidentification of self worth. You know, when we when we give ourselves to God, like so much changes about our identity. So much changes about our priority in our identity. And and that's a whole different can of worms to open. But I think so many times it's 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 about understanding that when you come to Christ, the priorities of your identity look a lot different. It, it looks like obedience more than it looks like opinion. It looks like sacrifice um, and, and giving up the things of this world rather than attaining more and, and, and getting more. And, and 
a lot of times that is literally what the motivation is around us. And, and if we would recenter ourselves on the truth of Scripture, I, this um, psalm came to my mind before we even got in here was Psalm 119, the common scripture being, uh, the common verse being verse 9 and what that looks like. But it's, how shall a young man keep his way pure? By keeping it according to your word. So, so we all realize that there is a way to, to walk rightly. I've been having this thought recently about um, just this this thing of truth is truth even when it hurts. Like truth is truth even when it's uncomfortable. Truth is truth even mm-hmm. when it doesn't make sense. And it, and it grinds the things that at us that are rough around the edges still. And, and I think we have to remember that. It's like how would we even have a way that is sustained in purity is keeping every bit of our way according to the word, like every bit of why we do what we do. Every and when I see way, that's what it is. It's like why I'm doing what I'm doing. What is my motivation for going about the next thing? How do I even go forward? It's how can I and how do I do that? Staying pure. That's a, that's a big question for for I think everybody in this generation, but definitely for men, definitely for for. I mean, it's for women too, but I think a lot of times we, we don't lean into this as men, especially. Like, how can a young man keep his way pure? Because we want to, like, be the person that is the motivator of others. We want to be we want to be the alpha sometimes. We want to be the one that's, that's leading others to truth. But in doing that, we miss sometimes that, like, really how to walk a true walk is a pure walk. It's... it's that's what sets an example, not yeah. how much you can get accomplished, not how much you can get done, not how much you can succeed. But the true definition of success is keeping your way pure according to the word of God. doesn't matter if you look successful in the public eye. doesn't matter if you attain all of the things that you, that people think you should, but it matters if your way is pure yeah. every single day. And I, I think, and and I think going along with that, I think a lot of us, we think or have this idea that you have to sacrifice happiness to achieve holiness. Mm-hmm. When in truth, striving for holiness is what leads to us being happier mm-hmm. and having happy moments. Um, mm-hmm. Psalms 34, verse 12 through 14 says, Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days, mm-hmm. keep your tongue from evil and your lips from telling lies. Mm-hmm. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Mm-hmm. See, living in this holiness, it, like trying to be honest and, mm-hmm. you know, keeping your, your tongue and your lips from lies or, or deceit, mm-hmm. things like that, that leads us to mm-hmm. being happier because we're mm-hmm. living a life that is holy. Mm-hmm. I think that plays directly into what you were talking about. Exactly. I think, I think that's such a good perspective. It, it, we, we really have to, to know the enemies of our heart, not, not that we focus on the things that are coming against us, but again... The, to the whole point of if we want to be truly after the heart of God, we have to, to know that there are going to be things to keep us from that from that true lifestyle. There are going to be mentalities that keep us from that true lifestyle. A lot of things that happen is there's a lot of things we believe that aren't in this Bible, like that aren't in the Word, that we were just raising our upbringing, believing that we were just, we just thought were scriptural, but they're, and we thought were true and noble, but really they're not even true and noble. They're really not even a construct that comes from a true standing on the Word and a true standing on the rock. I mean, th- when we stand on mentalities passed on to us and not the Word of God, it, like that's shifting gravel. This is a true rock and a foundation to set our lives on. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't want to be on shifting sand. Like, I think it's just, you know, you might be able to gain traction later on if you, if you keep trying to stay with those mentalities and you might end up in the right place. But 
I don't want to have to strive with my own mentalities to try to find the right thing. I want to go to the Word of God as a true reference because that's that's literally what it says here. Like, how can we keep our way pure by keeping it according to the Word? It's not keeping it according to opinions that have led us up to this point or mentalities that have helped us get to a place that's good in our life. I mean, I have so many people that I talk to, it's like their main motivation for for following Jesus is to get better. And it's like... Honestly, I understand how you got to that point, but really what should be your motivation in pursuing Jesus is because he's better and everything he has is better and mm-hmm. every definition yeah. that he brings to what's true is a life that's full. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I love that. Yeah, and I feel like uh, going on to that, a lot of people get religion and relationship a little bit mixed up because mm-hmm. like there's so many times I've met so many like even Jesus didn't he didn't agree with religious people because mm-hmm. he like religious people would walk past people on the street because they mm. thought they were better and mm. but in reality it's it's more about the relationship with Jesus Jesus mm. stopped and mm. through the word it, that's the only way you're going to have a relationship yeah. like you're not going to know God unless you're in the word mm-hmm. and it took me like a couple wrong turns to figure that out mm. but you really have to it I always like to tell everybody it's all about relationship over religion. And yeah. It through that word is the only way you're gonna do it. So Yeah, well and, and this is just kind of a question. I mean, wherever you're sitting at today, you know, just just imagine Jesus in the corner of the room. If he was there, would you ask him questions? Mm-hmm. Abigail right? got me on that one yeah, day. I, we, remember, <laughs> I was sitting in church and I was scrolling through the Instagram feed because I have ADHD and twiddling <laughs> my thumbs. <laughs> like that that helps me focus a little bit. But anyway, she was like she smacked me. She was like, What are you doing? And I was like, What? And she was like, why are you going to treat this room like Jesus isn't in it? Yeah. And I was like, ooh, and I messed up. I want, I want to add a second <laughs> point to that. Like, So in, in your room, imagine that Jesus is in the corner. If you would ask him questions, mm. well, we know that Jesus and God are the Word. So why aren't we reading the Word and taking our questions to the Word? Exactly. Mm, so good. I'm with that. I think it's so important to think about these things because it, it helps our hearts center on what really matters. Um because our hearts are it, they're carnal as well as they they our hearts are made to be filled with the infilling and the indwelling of God and the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us but they're also fleshly and carnal and a lot of times we see through that lens instead of allowing our lens the lens of our heart to be through the the lens of scripture and the more that we allow our carnal thinking and our, and that comes from our carnal heart be in the way of seeing things truly through the lens of scripture will be will, will be off course will be will feel off course and a lot of people will come um and and i we've we've probably heard this as leaders that have been a part of, of a specific ministry context before but it's like we hear questions like i feel like i'm missing the will of god i feel like i'm i'm outside of god's will for me i feel like i'm missing it i feel like there's something i'm not doing right a lot of that comes from not knowing what our heart should truly belong to not knowing where who's hands our heart really should be um, placed in and belong in because the more that we try to work on our hearts it's it's not going to hold up um, the more that we uphold our own image of what we think for perfection is in our lives the more we'll fall on our face every time but the more that we come to the word of God as our only true source for for what is real and what is actually something to grow from and what's actually the ABCs of how we should live we're always going to come out on top because he's always the victory. We're not. Yeah, we always see that a lot. Like, how do I know I'm in the right spot? And, like, truthfully, 
you're going to have times when you know, but the majority of the time, you're not going to know nothing. Yeah, like, exactly. like, you're going to go through the day confused, and you're, because, like, you're on a path that God wants you to walk. But as long as you're in the Word every day and you're still following Jesus, you're on the right path no matter where you go. You don't have to know if you're the perfect worship leader. You don't know, have to know if you're the perfect Christian. You don't have to, like, perfection is just so hard for, and it, like, it will kill you. Yeah. Because I always say uh, comparison is the thief of joy. Mm-hmm. Because you'll see everybody and you're like, man, they're doing it perfect mm-hmm. and this and that and the other. And in reality, they're just as broken as you are. They're just... Mm-hmm. They're just trying to kick rocks the same way you are. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I'm kind of going off what you guys are talking about. Like, God is the author of our life. Mm-hmm. We know that. So we're not always going to know the story, the end of the story, right? Mm-hmm. We know where we came from. We know where we're at now. But I think a lot of us are letting, you know, the devil or Satan put a period mm-hmm. where God mm-hmm. put a comma. Mm-hmm. We have to trust God in the That's process true. that we're in, allow him to continue writing the sentences. And by doing that, we just have to give them our heart. That's good. We have to do that daily. You know, mm-hmm. we in in talking about ego, you know, the the death to ego is humility. Mm-hmm. And in putting God and others over over your own like self interest, you know, putting people first. Mm-hmm. So good. I think the main enemy after and we can talk many specifics that keep us from being in the word, that keeps us from following what God says about us. And and from literally living our life with Jesus. But I think the main core enemy of, of a heart after God is pride. It's 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 self-centeredness instead of Christ-centeredness. Mm-hmm. Living a life that is self-centered and not Christ-centric. And that's what trips up any of us that are Christians, too. I mean, we think that a lot of times it's Christians in the corner pointing at people that are selfish and living lives that, that gratify their selfish desires. But really... There's a lot of areas in our lives as Christians that people could point at too and say that we're just trying to hold up our own self-image. We're just trying to hold up our own um, ideas and, and things by ourselves and promoting ourselves over promoting the true message of the gospel. And that needs to be called out too. As much as the the sin that is at work, in, in, because this is the reality, we, we can't miss the simple truth. Sinners will sin. Yeah, I mean... And, and Paul was one of the guys that stood up and said, you know what, I'm the chief of, of, of this, this, these sinners. He started out saying that he was an apostle to the Gentiles, to the people that he was called to. And then he was like, then he starts saying, I'm a bondservant to Christ. Like, I'm tied to, to what Christ says and what he says. And then he's, he starts talking about how he is a, he's a, literally a slave to, them, to Christ and what ministry that Christ would have him bring and do. And then he goes on to say by the end of it, I'm just the chief of sinners at the end of the day. Like I'm the, I've, I've, I've done this. I've been there, but I can't be anything I am. I can't do anything I do outside of the will and the grace of God. And it's, and, and we can't subscribe to a thought all the time. That's like, Hey, we want people to see exactly how we're living. No, we want to see people come to the truth of the word of God, you know, because the more that we try to promote more of a, of, of a idea of Christian lifestyle, more than just actually allowing the word to be the gauge for Christian lifestyle. And then people say, and then people coming to that truth and that revelation, revelation will always breed authentic response. We can't, we can't bring people perfect revelation. Only God can bring people perfect, perfect revelation from his word. And, we have to be checked in those areas that think we're the ones that are the deliverer always of truth. We, we, we have this Messiah complex, and, and 
in young Christian leaders especially because we think like we have to change people's minds. We're not at the end of the day we're not the one to change people's minds. Like mm-hmm. we present the truth of the gospel and and how that is responded to. The ball is in the other court and the Holy Spirit's the one who does the work. Like but we just have to be willing vessels. Yeah, you just got to lead them to water, man. Can't mm-hmm. make them drink. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. And yeah, I think this is this is a good place to to kind of land on that side of the conversation. How's uh everyone's semester going everyone feeling pretty good about everything yeah it's going good um you know i i told you a little about it earlier but you know yesterday i was in my uh my last college tournament but it was it was a bittersweet moment Mm. because i noticed that there was a kind of a transformation between like my freshman year to now Mm. like freshman year i had a lot of hard time talking to new people you know trying to to get involved but then as a senior I see the other side of it to where you know I was playing with a freshman and a sophomore yesterday and I was right. able to give them advice on certain things and we had some awesome conversations about God on the golf mm-hmm. course mm-hmm. and that that for me was that was the icing on top of the cake That's yeah cool. I was getting to do something I loved but I got to talk about something I loved even more mm. so. so good about you yeah I'm I'm kicking I'm I'm getting there. Like I'm alive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just making it day by Coming day for right a true now. nursing major. Do do it. It's hard to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's it's good. Um I picked up golf as a hobby. It's pretty I'm so sorry. No, I mean wait, fun. that's great. I'm broke. <laughs> I am broke. Broker than I already was. I mean, because yeah. you go to the golf course, it's twenty six dollars. Not man. to have a baby, man. I can't be spending money on that Finn Castle even though I'd love to. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to go swing some some gloves, but I'm like Yeah, yeah, speak speak on that because I mean you're you guys are getting close. Yeah, dude. The whole new change of life. Um so those who are listening that might not have known, um, having my, my first child, November seventeenth is the due date, might be earlier. It's coming today. It's coming today. <laughs> Isaiah places a bet that it'd be a Halloween baby or a Reformation Day baby. That that baby's coming. Staples some truth like Martin Luther or something. You get a, you get a you get a call in an hour. And tell me on the way to Princeton <laughs> Healthcare Community Center. But yeah, I I'm mean it's it. a it's a very unique season that we're being thrown into that we probably wouldn't have asked for ourselves, but but God had it set out for us, and we're excited to step into a, a new season of of parenting and learning what that means to to build an inheritance of family and. And really, for to set standards for our family to walk in the truth of Scripture. I mean, I've been thinking about what we talked about today. I've been thinking about a lot of what that looks like of of that being like the core center on the table of my family. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that that being the thing we staple our lives upon. And so everything that God has to say, we we, we build our lives on. So that that's been a big thought of mine too. We're we're excited, we're nervous, but we're we're ready for it. Our baby girl's name is Eden Rain, and so. Just excited to, to see all the life that comes through her, and, and that'll be great. But, but yeah, yesterday we had Harvest Fest. That was fun. We have Boo Field tonight. It's a tradition we do here. But I dressed up as as the app Be Real, and that was super, super <laughs> I was Taylor Swift's boyfriend. That's true. And who made you do that? Abigail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so that was fun. We had the Harvest Fest. We danced the night away. We ended the night with a square dance. Bluefield University's awesome. first Do the ever Virginia Real. The Virginia Real. And it was very... If, it's if, been stuck in my head, man. It's oh, like yeah. tortured me all night long. <laughs> I mean, it was like people sashaying down and everything. I hey, thought like couple. I showed up at a bluegrass concert or something. <laughs> oh, God, I, was, I burned some calories, boy. Like, that junk. Uh-uh. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. Yeehaw. Yeah, but it, just good stuff and fun stuff happening around here at the, at the university. But always want to 
bring it back around to these deeper conversations, talking about scripture and everything. We're going to finish our Enemies of the Heart series out this weekend um, <clears throat> at Elevate, and that's going to be our week three to cap off the cool series we've been on with that. Our theme, our, our motivation has just been like, what does it look like to be after the heart of God? And, and, right. and first to, to, to actually come to, to that place, you have to know some some enemies that, that come after that lifestyle. And we talked about, again, all of those, all, those the self-gratification that we tend to, to lean on, that egoism that we tend to promote, tend to promote more over the truth of Scripture. So let's lean into whatever week three looks like. Those who are listening and haven't been out to one of our services, we'd love to see you this Sunday night. It's going to be fun. But, yeah, just so many awesome things happening with our student ministry here on campus, and we want to finish this semester strong. So thank you guys for, for joining. I had fun, man. You guys have a great rest of the week. We'll sign off. Peace.